Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Lupin by Story Archives. I am your host, Mario Busto, alongside the other host, Zachary Newton. Welcome back. How you doing, Zach? I'm doing good. You know, today's today's not a work day, you know, so I've got a little bit of breathing room, but as you already know, I'm busy with, with some other things. How about it's you? Work day, it's work day for me today. Um, busy week. Busy week. I will never complain about a busy week. Had a couple of film shoots this week and now just organizing for post-production and the editing side of things. But I was able to watch chapter three of episode three of Lupin and the best one of the season so far. I agree. That's that's my feeling with this. This is my, this is my favorite episode. The one thing that I love about Lupin is there are a lot of episodes that it just, it gives me the feeling of like, you know, man, I just want to curl up on a couch, sit down. And then watch like, just watch watch the nice episode. It's just so homey. It's just nice and relaxing to watch the show. So this was one of those for me. I really liked. This. I love the heist episodes, but this like the the mystery going on in here it was was very interesting. I think it's always nice when a show has like a lighter tone to it, and you know you're not like you're not going to get any sort of extreme violence or inappropriate stuff in Lupin, which is nice. You know, it's 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 a nice change of pace, and I. I just like the simple mystery element of of the heist and the way that this character pulls off these very daring uh, capers, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, I wish I could come into a statue that cost about a what a hundred thousand oh. dollars. That'd be nice. What I would do with a hundred thousand <laughs> right now, man. What I would do. Yep, yep. Put that down are on you, something. Are you feeling capery? Because I see this is two episodes in a row that you're donning the new. Zach Beanie. Uh, yeah. Well, this is like the new old Zach Beanie. I used to wear beanies all the time. No, I'll tell you what though. Uh, as you know, we are, we live in South Florida. I know you know that. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, I do. Well, we've had what we call cold weather down here. It's basically when the temperature becomes about two degrees cooler than it normally is. So, like and, instead of yeah. 92, it's like, you know, 89. 85 somewhere around there yeah you know so yeah. that you know whenever that happens i like to break out you know like a little beanie or a sweater just en- enjoy the breeze just to enjoy, try and find yes. some shade somewhere that makes it feel a little cooler than it actually is well i feel a little left out right now so sorry I'll be honest without the... <laughs> no that's all right i've been preparing so this today i picked up i picked up my own hey uh, so I'll, I'll join you I'll join you on the Beanie Club here to 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 bring in the holidays. Oh, perfect! So I I bet Mario just left that in the kitchen and snuck that in his pocket just so we could have this moment here. But <laughs> it's funny, mine's green too tonight. It's hard to tell because gra- the lights are dark, but it is. That's just a crazy coincidence. I would have never pre-planned anything like this before. I'll be honest with you. Of course you wouldn't. Why would you ever do that? Yeah, I think my I think mine is inside out. I'll be honest with you, or maybe it's supposed to be like that. I don't know. It don't matter as long as you can steal a statue. Yes, sir. Well, let's get into it. Um, 
essentially we pick up with Asan who is dealing with a uh, mysterious situation of who's kidnapped his mother. And for being a show about someone's mother being kidnapped, it still has a lighthearted nature to it because you don't feel like these kidnappers are going to like slit her throat or anything like that, you know? No, they're just, they're trying to be like tough guys, but this guy's such a mama's boy. That would be quite the tone change. And it is unique that he's such a mama's boy considering his mom pretty much abandoned him as a child. At least that's what the flashbacks show us. Mm-hmm. Well, you he know, likes his mom. Any thoughts? I mean, we know his dad was framed for a crime he did not commit and was put in prison and then killed in prison. Um, what do you think his mom did to end up in prison in Africa? That is a great question. You know, I I, I, I want to think that both of uh, Asan's parents were like falsely imprisoned or something um, or, you know, accused of being a thief and you know, he, he actually grew up to become a thief, but I don't know, so, something about her character just makes me think that she actually may have been a thief. Maybe like, maybe like that's why they split, um, yeah. his parents at least, maybe that's why they split. So I don't know, maybe, maybe she was a thief. She kind of like got on the, uh, the bad side of some very powerful people and, you know, they realized that her son is a really great asset, especially now that he's dead. Well, I found it weird, and I think I mentioned this in the last episode, that she says to him to forget about her when he's a kid, when he's looking for her. And then now he called her at the end of this episode when the painting is delivered and he wants proof that she's not dead, right? Mm -hmm. That she says, don't do any more work for these people. So yeah. it makes you wonder why she would say that. And I did notice that the hand holding the phone was a white hand. Mm -hmm. I didn't notice that, which I've said... You know, I think it potentially is going to be Bruno. And I think the flashbacks tell us a little something about Bruno. They both kind of had the same father figure. Yeah. Keller, the boxing instructor. And when that statue is appraised for 100K, um, Bruno kind of has this look of jealousy. Like the, the kid who's not getting the attention. He's no longer the golden child. No longer the favorite, type. yeah. Yeah. So... I do wonder that combined with the introduction to Bruno and the girlfriend who says you, the the nerve you have to show up here, which makes me wonder what kind of falling, you know, drifting apart these two had in their friendship. Yeah, I feel like it would just it would be so wild if it were really Bruno that kidnapped his mom. I mean, they did team up like he's had opportunity to take the Black Pearl and to, well... I mean, get away with it. Like he could have actually had Asan arrested, but he seemed to buddy up. So I don't know that I think it's Bruno, but I am very curious and interested with how that storyline develops. I definitely agree with you. This episode, you really see like, you know, I think he was kind of like a brotherly figure to, to Asan. Yeah. Until, until he became the favorite. And I don't know where that's going to go in the next episode. Like, I think we're going to start to see a lot more of that rift between them in the next episode, but. Something's starting. It could give this series a, a very much needed familiar villain, like a recurring villain. Uh, perhaps it's Bruno. Perhaps like he is Moriarty to Assange Sherlock. Sherlock, you know what I mean? Hmm. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure what direction it goes in, but I think it's either that it's Bruno or it's one of many people Assange probably crossed in his heisting career. It's been a lot too. I mean, there was there was quite a few people on that board. 
I like I like the moment between Asan and Ben when they were just kind of like chuckling about all the little things that happened with these people. Yeah, and it does make me wonder. Um, I had a point I wanted to mention about that. I don't know what would be, would be more interesting, you know, it being one of these powerful people who he's crossed. But I think Asan's social footprint is, is is rather small. I don't think that it's. I think very few people, if they know his name. They don't know that he's this world-class thief. So we have to find out the person who's behind this has to know that he is a very capable thief, right? I don't I don't know if that's quite true because remember, I mean, Hassan's become a very, very public figure at the end of last season. And, I mean, to the point where his face is everywhere in all of the news. So I would agree if it were before the end of last season, he wouldn't have been as well of a known character. But I mean, he's got like mega fans at this point. So... His name's out there. It has to be somebody with some cash because they got some henchmen. Yes, right? they do. Henchmen that are brave to show their faces to Asan without any sort of mask or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But rather dumb to not assume that they would put a tracker on the painting, right? I agree. I, you know, some of the, some of like the editing choices and just, you know, I, or, or you know, prop choices I find very interesting. I, I love that you've got this tracker that you're trying to uh, keep so inconspicuous and it, it's beeping and it's flashing red right in the eye of, of the, 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 of the, the, painting. the painting. And I'm like, vandalizing okay. a priceless painting uh, yeah. with this tracker. I know. It's funny. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, it's one of those, you know, fun, shows to watch like i, I don't take it too seriously seri- yeah. yeah yeah agreed agreed i'm not watching this for like historical accuracy or any sort of seriousness that you'd approach any any show like with a like with a more with a more serious tone right yeah but um it's a fun show altogether i just like to i of course will poke fun at certain things like you know cisco putting like his entire fate of his operation behind this card trick of Pull an ace. Yeah. Like he he, pull, he meets Delongo, right? Delongo yeah. is, is, is Asan's <laughs> alias in this episode, which his, his costumes are always hilarious. You know, like they're simultaneously cheesy, but just kind of good enough that you feel like they might work. For mm-hmm. example, he's got a, he's the basketball coach in this episode. Yeah, he is. It, by the way, I think that's his best, uh, you know, costume or best outfit. He's ever had. That yeah. He's ever uh, had. This is like bringing me some Mission Impossible vibes, seeing that thing come together. And not just that, I was wondering, because he has three days to get his mom back pretty much, right? Yeah. Well, to get the painting so she doesn't die. I don't even know if she's going to get him back or he's going to get her back. Yeah, but you got to wonder how on earth is he, has he done all the logistics to become the, the, the league's basketball coach? Did he tie up the actual basketball coach and like put him in an apartment? Because this is one day to the next that they have this elaborate b-ball coach costume you know i have no idea i mean ben, they, ben's they capabilities are insane ben, like ben because you know ben's the one who got that done like asan is just the you know the mastermind but ben is the one carrying out all of the logistics to get some of these things done you know he has the the decoy card thing but who's mm-hmm. doing the intel to know that cisco has a job coming up and he needs a driver you know like all yeah. these things that come into play uh, but I think the show, um, they they couldn't possibly answer all those questions for us. But it is, it just adds to Asan's uh, ability to get shit done, like just to constantly be able to get stuff done. 
Yeah, man, he he is always on top of it. And I don't know. I mean, as far as becoming the basketball coach, it could have been something that he was planning for a while. I mean, he was kind of staking out the whole uh, basketball scene, as we saw in the last episode when his son yes. they're getting bullied. He's you know up in the rafters, so it could have been a long time coming, uh, or at least a few weeks coming. Well, but, and the basketball thing had nothing to do with this heist. No, that was just his way of getting close to his son again. Pretty exactly. Much. Yeah. So he had that going separately, which this show is great at, right? Because I'm here saying, how did he get this done in three days? But now I'm realizing, wait a minute, the show's telling you like when the idea came to mind for him to become the coach. And it was when he was in the rafter seeing his son get bullied Mm -hmm. and he wants to get close to his his ex-wife, who at this point, he's like emotionally traumatizing. He's dressing up as her type. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know? <laughs> she, she was like, she looked a little attracted to him. Yeah, and she's like, dude, like this, this woman's got to be emotionally traumatized at this point by this guy, right? Hmm. Yeah. Never trust anything from him. And I don't, I don't really know how much time you know passed between last episode and this episode. I imagine it was. I mean, a day. What, a day. Was it really just a day, or do you think I'm it saying, may have been more? I know there's, I, there's three days that he's got to do this thing but i i'm wondering like you know like we, we never saw him kind of like get the mission from the people that he's now working for in fact they weren't even revealed until really the end of this episode no they do show that he's in the office with ben the text comes in and it's it says three text. days yeah. it shows the painting it says you have three days to get the painting okay so so it's not that he has three days period it's he had three days to get the painting Mm-hmm. It's not three days to get the mom back. It's three days to get the painting, and then he'll probably whatever the next thing they'll ask of him, they'll probably give him another deadline. You got like seven days. Maybe it's even crazy. I'm assuming it's just going to get crazier and crazier. The asks that they that they require of him, which is imagine. great because you know you start off with the you know one of uh, like a historical gem, like a like mm-hmm. a national treasure, which makes you kind of want to go back and watch the movie National Treasure <laughs> uh, to see if it holds up. And then now I'm assuming the next, like now you get this priceless painting, a Monet, I think it is, right? Yep. And then what's the next thing going to be? It's got to be something nuts. And I'm kind of glad we're watching this week to week, so we won't watch this next one till like next Thursday. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I have no idea. I love taking the time between the episodes. It really makes me appreciate the episode and just like, like I love to think about like, well, what's going to happen? I agree yes. though. Like I, I do think it'll be something large. And I, I mean, look, these people have have probably one of the best setups right now. You've basically acquired a dead man to steal a bunch of things, which he's great at doing, or his mother dies. So it's like like what what do you what do you have to lose, really? I mean just have him keep doing this, do do more and more and more until he's finally caught. Yeah. He's already dead according to the world. Mm-hmm. I what'd you think of the Cisco introduction? I, I like the fact that they kind of gave a little bit of they laid the groundwork of who this guy is, right? He has a poker scene. Mm-hmm. You know, he loses in poker, so he's going to kill this guy who owes him money, and then he pulls out the ace situation, right? And then we yeah. also see he has a soft side for his mother. It's not like he's just a villain, you know? He, he's he got, like, a soft side to him. Um, An interesting character who's only going to have, like, a one-episode stint here, but yeah, nonetheless. He's interesting. He's a little cheesy. He's young. A little foolish, but I mean, I, I like I like them. It was it was a enjoyable little little gang to watch uh, Assange just completely mess with this entire episode. Um, yeah, I mean, he does have a soft spot for his mom, but I mean, 
I don't know, man. Even even the intimidating people in the show, like they're not too intimidating. Like it, this this doesn't take it over the top, which I like. Like I like that they don't take it too far. There's no gruesomeness. Like he's gonna he kills this guy. We don't even know that he, or see that he kills him at the very least. Well, no, he he doesn't kill him because the car gets stolen at the exact time. So even Asan's plan are perfectly timed to save lives because he saves two <laughs> lives in this episode. He saves that guy in the beginning. He saves uh, actually multiple lives. He saves Cad, the henchman of Cisco, in this episode, right. who was not trusting Asan, and you know, deservingly so. It's very shady circumstances that Asan came into the picture for these guys to include them in such to include him in such an intimate way into their next uh, heist, right? Yep. Um, and trusting him as the getaway driver with no proof, and he picks a minivan of all the cars, <laughs> which, by it. the way, I think is a direct. I think it's a direct th- a callback to um, a Grand Theft Auto mission, like in one of the early Grand Theft Autos. Oh, yeah? Where you, you rob something and then you go and paint the car and then you keep on going. That's how. Or you Or you go to a car wash. I think that's like a mission in Grand Theft Auto, like one like Grand Theft Auto 3. Wow. If I'm not mistaken. Or maybe it was 4. I don't remember. It's been a while since I've played it. Speaking of the cars, though, how how'd you like the, like all of these little James Bond-esque sequences with these car chases? It's kind of like here are all the nice cars, but we only have the budget for the minivan. But the minivan <laughs> is so is so Asan, you know. It is, especially when it's all orange, right? Like that's not yeah, you, suspicious. You made a mention all. of that. Yeah, it's you great. made a mention how they like to use orange for the um, keeping it with the brand of Lupin. Yeah, I mean, it, it, orange is his color. I mean, even in his, his outfits, hair. he's wearing orange. It's yeah, it's lit, it, in Delonga's outfit. It's orange Everywhere. in his hair, orange in his jacket, and again, the shoes, they're orange. Like there's always yeah. orange in them. So. Lots of locations in this show, huh? Yeah. Yeah, we're starting to see more. Yeah, Cisco's mansion, you know, the mother's bedroom, the safe house, you know, that tunnel, the basketball court, a lot of locations. Mm-hmm. They do a good job though of, of you know, curating. Yeah. What do you think this uh, reporter has that she wants to to show Claire? I have no idea because I, I was wondering that question, which she, I'm warming up to her, Fleur. At first I was like, eh, but I kind of like her character. I also like the fact that they're making uh, Lieutenant Sophia here kind of jealous because I think she has the hots for Yusuf and I think Yusuf has the hots for her, but I think we're going to get a little bit of a cop journalist love triangle here. Yeah, I think so. I think uh, I think the journalist might win in this one though. She seems to be a little more interesting, and at least she buys into, uh, you know, his theories of Asan being like Lupin, or at least heavily inspired by him. You know what's crazy to me is that Asan's the one who's doing all this stuff, like getting his hands dirty. Yeah. But Ben looks the most stressed of anybody in this show. I agree. Like, I think Ben should just, like, link up with Claire, because they're, like, perfectly stressed out for each other. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. He's more concerned for Claire than Asan is. I just want to put that out there. Well, he knows the truth and he doesn't want Claire to be suffering. Like, I mean, Asan's not like, really suffering. He's always like putting up with Asan's, like he's always having to double down on Asan's lies here. Yeah. It's like he's the one always having to remind Asan like, yo, you got a wife and you got a kid, man. Like, mm-hmm. what are you going to do about these two? <laughs> he's just yeah. always picking up the pieces here for yeah. Asan. Uh, you know. He's the, he's the, if the son's Batman, he's like Alfred, you know? Yes. Yeah, he, he's not one. Robin. He, he's not Robin. He's Alfred or he's a combination of Alfred 
and uh, Morgan Freeman, Lucia Fox, Lucius yeah. Fox. <laughs> yeah, he he's does the have one, all the tech. Yeah, he creates all the tech and he's also like, he takes care of everything, you know? Yeah. Find yourself a friend like Ben. <laughs> yeah, for real. Goodness gracious. I don't know. I mean, someone who's putting their whole life on hold to just <laughs> take care of Hassan's uh, wishes, which I'm still, I need, I wish I could interview the show creators to under, like to understand how big this property is that Ben owns. Dude. Every I feel like every episode we see of this property, it, it just continues to grow. Like, yeah, I know there was like some little hidden room in in the last episode, but that was tiny. And this, that man, one we is got like, like a fingerprint a, too. Yeah, we got a fingerprint scanner. You know, on top of this like high tech upstairs room, then you got like this secret compartment. I don't know, man. Like this is just it's like the Batcave. It just keeps going. It's getting cooler and cooler and cooler. Yeah, what they got going on here. Yeah, right. It's like a it, it's like one of those boxes. It's just like it's all it's always bigger on the inside than it looks on the outside. It just keeps adding to it. Yeah, I also like that they kind of um we were cutting back and forth between Assange's probably his first heist, right? Mm -hmm. And how he was taking inspiration from his first heist in how he got ingratiated into Cisco's circle, right? Yeah. Cuz the statue and stealing the wallet was a play at gaining the trust of the guy he wanted to rob. So stealing the car was his way of getting close to Cisco so that he could get what he wants, which is actually the painting. It's kind of like a rope-a-dope. You know, hey, I, I'm going for the wallet, but what I really want is the statue. Or, hey, I'm going for the car, but what I really want is that painting. Yeah. Um, yeah it's misdirection. Yeah. I will say he got lucky as hell with those three guesses in the vault, right? Mm-hmm. Really cool looking vault, by the way. Uh, I don't know what happens if you get all three yeses wrong. I, but, I was um, wondering that. I, like, does it like incinerate everything inside? Yeah. Does it, like, just, just well, completely that would be, blow it up. I mean, I would assume there's like just a fail safe that you can't get in, unless you have I don't know whatever it is. But very lucky guesses because his guesses I thought kind of sucked. Uh, he first chose the year it was stolen, then he chose the year it was created, and then he chose the year his mother was born. But I thought it would have, like, I feel like anybody would have put the mother's birthday, not the year that she was born. It would have been like, you know, well, he I mean, probably should have done a little research on the mother's birthday. Maybe. But he didn't know he was going to put it in a vault, right? He, he didn't know he was going to put it in a vault, but also, like, I, I mean, I, I don't know that I would think immediately, like, her birthday. Um, but, I mean, he got it right. Of By the course. way, more and more and more, the casting of Young Asan is such a perfect casting for older Asan. Like when he puts the beanie on, I was like, "Man, he really looks like if that kid grew up." Yeah, you know, with ten, you know, something about like the eyes and like the top of the nose. It's like, yo, mm -hmm. you can, you can actually feel like, oh, this is actually young Omar Shah. There's obviously differences that you can see. Of course, season season one, I didn't see it as much, but season two, I'm like, oh, he's kind of aging to look a little bit more like uh asan as well so I, I thought that was cool i think it's a great casting for uh for young asan you know like i i wouldn't mind if we saw like more <laughs> more of like the young asan and the like little missions and uh, maybe it'll be a spinoff show do. i could see there being a spinoff show of a younger version of him recast yeah with a younger version and then it's just him in his 20s you know because it's you we know that he was like pretty much a playboy you know, because mm -hmm. in season one, you know, he was cheating on Claire with uh, this other woman, uh, mm -hmm. Pellegrini's daughter. 
Yeah. Right? That was a thing. He, he was... So, the show is lighthearted, but he did, they have those elements of Hassan's character in season one where you're like, I still think to this day what he did to Pellegrini's daughter was was pretty messed up, how he yeah. included her in it. Um, and he does get to a point where his obsession for revenge um, can cloud his morals, right? Very true. Yeah. I mean, he, he definitely has his own moral code and I don't think it's always right. Uh, you know, there, there yeah. are situations where when things get like personal to him, his, his decision-making is just not that great, which I think is fairly normal for a lot of people, but um, like he's just not thinking about those close to him. I think we lose sight of this because he's so comedic and lighthearted, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, we kind of lose the, the, the sense that he's kind of like sometimes acting like numb, like morally numb into what the impact of his decisions are. Yeah. But, yeah. It's almost uh, like he's lying to himself. Like he's just always like overly happy and excited about everything. Yes. And then there's Ben like, you have a wife and you have a child. <laughs> and Bruno like what are we doing (laughs) yeah what he did to Juliet Pellegrini and how things leave off I maybe she's behind this maybe she's the one behind this this thing with her his mother because you know in a way he brought down her family so maybe this is kind of reciprocation and she becomes that villain I was talking about it's not so much uh Bruno it's Juliet and she has the pockets to do this sort of thing and also Remember, she has that connection to that museum of paintings. Mm-hmm. Um, That's true. My, it, would, it would be an interesting character. It would be a curveball. I hadn't thought about it until I just brought it up now. That would be very interesting. I, part of me, I, I just don't think uh, Juliet would have it in her to do that to him. Like, I still feel like she she does like him, even after all of the stuff that he's put her through. She recognizes that her father is not the man who she thought he was um so it sucks but i don't know that it, it would really be her I, I, can't, I can't see her going through with this did you catch at the start of the heist the the ode to baby driver mm, have you seen have you seen the movie I baby have driver? seen the baby driver it's been a while the start of the heist how he plays the music it's not the same song oh yeah 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 but the way he, he plays like the music air, like the earbuds in yeah. his ears in the movie yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then he plays like the whole heist is timed with that. And they're like, what are you waiting for? Go. And then the song hits and he, then he takes off. <laughs> I thought that, that was a was great like, movie. It was a, it was a mini O. It made me want to rewatch it when I saw this scene. Yeah. Kind of wanted the heist to be a little longer. It did feel like the cops lost sight of him a little too soon, considering he's a damn bright orange van in the middle of Paris. But uh, um, nonetheless. I, th- I think it lasted long enough. Like, I don't, I mean, if it lasted any longer, it would have just been more driving and driving and driving with guys in the back of the car with guns like i don't know that it would have been it would have been too interesting he also i felt like there was an ode to two movies in this right you had the ode to baby driver and then at the end when he takes out cisco and his crew with the with the gas Mm -hmm. he leaves the joker card on his chest which reminded me of heath ledger's joker you know yeah Uh i'll Here's my card. <laughs> Amazing. I love I love how, how he wakes up. It was very comical when that when yes, Cisco when woke up, up and he, it's just like all the cops standing over with guns on him. Man, that was he funny. Lo- I mean, he he did Cisco a favor and didn't. You know, those guys were about to open fire on police officers, which would have been like 25 years. Well, he said life, life yeah. <laughs> it would have been a life sentence if they killed somebody, maybe yep. more. Um, I mean, 
it probably is attempted murder, so I'm assuming that it's like a life sentence, but. Um, I'm not familiar with laws over there, but I imagine it would be up there. Did you notice the coin he had has like a circle in the middle of it? Yeah. What was I, up with that? Is it to keep the washing machine, like the car wash going? That thought crossed my mind for a moment, but it doesn't stay going. It could have just been the type of coin that, that they had. I don't know what all of their coins look like uh, over here in uh, what, France and, and everywhere else like this. Yeah. But or they're driving I mean, a rental, which is, you never see those in the States. That's true. I, I do have, so, like, I have my own coin collection. I don't remember where all of them are. It's been a while since I pulled out and looked that's at them. Right. I, I do have coins with holes in the middle of it. Like, it's, hmm. coins look like that sometimes. It's weird. Well, Hassan does steal the painting. He delivers a poster <laughs> uh, to the mother, who seems to be happy about it anyways. Uh, although she, her whole life has been turned upside down. Her son's in jail, and now she's, like, in a home. Yeah. Um, but Hassan now goes into the location, the, I wrote it down, the Palace de Italy. I don't know what that is in English. Let me, let me find out. Okay. Breaks into the, uh, you mean when Ben's telling him, no, don't go in, we'll do it together. And he's making another boneheaded decision. Is a public space in the 13th arrondissement of Paris. It's named from proximity. To, okay, the Palace d'Italy Italy takes its name from its proximity to Avenue d'Italy, which traditionally has been the point of departure on the road that links Paris and Italy, a route now called the Route Nationale 7. Until the expansion of Paris was initiated by Baron Haussmann, the site of Palace Italy was occupied by a section of the Wall of Farmers General that separated Paris from the suburb of Bas. Okay, so it's like a public space building. If you're if you're from France, or you're from Paris, you like see these things. You're like, oh, I, I walk by there every day. You know, like it's got to be cool to see this stuff. I mean, yeah. The, in the states, we're so spread out, and because we're not in California, mm -hmm. a lot of the places that we see on on TV, we don't recognize. But whenever I see a place that I've been to, it's like the coolest thing ever. Yeah, I've it's fun. Like when Walking I watched Outer it. when I watched Outer Banks and they went into the into the, the suit store, I was like, I've been there randomly <laughs> before I even watched the show. Wow, that's funny. It, it it is always fun to walk by things from movies. I love it. Yeah, I wish I got right, more of so, it. I wish I had scenes like or, or locations like this to walk by though, because the yeah. building, the architecture is beautiful. It's awesome when you see it in person. I did a tour in New York um, years ago, like a long time ago, and mm -hmm. I saw like the steps where at the end of The Godfather, when Michael's pulling off his giant revenge and he's taking out all, all the heads of the families. Mm. And like, and everyone was, I was like getting all the trivia questions, right? They're like, well, what are those steps from? And I was like, oh, the Godfather, when he shoots the guy and he like rolls down the stairs, <laughs> uh, like all those, you know, different things. Hilarious. But uh, all right. So uh, we end the episode with the son delivering the painting uh, and entering this place alone. What do you think happens here? Does he see his mother? Does he find out who's behind this? What do you think happens at the start of chapter four? Mm. At the start of chapter four, I mean... I feel like he's going to have to see his mother in there and then, you know, like get captured or something or, or maybe not captured, but I don't know. Like, I, I just, I don't think this is going to go smoothly. That's, he's got to have Ben by his side. Like he's not planning this out. And I feel like whenever. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. 
Get in, loser. Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. I feel like whenever we see him do something that's just really not planned out, like it doesn't turn out well, but then sometimes... Like we find out later that oh, he he was already thinking a step ahead. It just didn't include Ben or us on on this plan, right? Oh, very often. Yeah. So I mean, I I think he'll end up probably like seeing his mother. I don't know if he's gonna like be close enough to talk to her or anything, but like just kind of doing some reconnaissance. That's that's what I would imagine goes down in the next episode, which is already halfway through the season. By the way, the next episode is halfway. Yeah, I think. It's going to be one of those situations where what he uncovers will be that the person behind it was expecting him to go to this place and he just gets his next assignment. I think this thing happens in threes. Perhaps the next assignment is the second to last and the final one is when he exacts his revenge, right? Because he's got to flip the tables on these people. Mm-hmm. He's got to, he, he has this thing where he always makes the person that he's robbing think that they're getting what they want from him and then he subverts it. And gets what he wants from them. It's always a thing that he does. Yeah. Right? When yeah. Pellegrini thinks he has him caught, he has a recording of him. You know, when the guy thinks he's returning his wallet, he takes a statue. When Cisco thinks he has a driver and he has him cornered, he's got the fake uh, card and he gets the painting. Like, he <laughs> has a way of doing this. You know, when the people think that he, um, he didn't take the pearl, he's inside of the unit and he's, you know, arrested and... He's in like he has his own people on the inside, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, no, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. All right, so let's round out this episode. Do you have any categories for me, Zach? Favorite scene in the episode. Mm, let's go with the heist. Okay, the heist is great. Uh, I I liked the uh, the part where he pulled out the the Joker card. I thought that was that was fun, and, and obviously like the. The escape with the car, you know, getting getting into the car wash, having the paint get washed away. That was that was fun to watch as well. Liked it. Uh I, I did also love seeing the uh Test. the little uh room that he's got upstairs with Ben. His little uh what do you want to call yeah, it? Yeah, Call it the back cave or something. Yeah, yeah. Favorite character of the episode. I feel like this is a whack category because it's always a son. Yeah, well, a lot of times it's Hassan. I think last episode it was Jacuz. It's true. Hassan, <laughs> Hassan for this one for sure. All right, I'll, I'll I'm gonna I'm gonna pick uh, Young Hassan. I, I I love watching uh, Young Hassan go through and, and you know steal these little things, whether it's you know the violin or it's the hundred thousand dollar statue. Yeah, I like I like seeing him in action. Yeah, same here. Same here. Cool. Uh, that's. I don't. I don't think this is one of those where we can really pick out favorite line. So no, it's, no it's, we're we're a little weak on the categories on this one. But okay, great episode, man. I think that like, this this is my favorite of the season so far. All right. Well, we got a special announcement for you all for all of you who are listening to this show. We'll post this on all of our avenues, our channels. We got two new shows coming up in November, so we may have to do a little speed run once we finish Invasion. Episode 10, which is the finale of season two this Wednesday. 
After that, we're going to finish looping part three. Sorry, getting a call. And then in November, we have two new shows to announce. We are going to be covering For All Mankind season four, starting November 10th. And we're going to be focusing on Monarch Legacy of Monsters season one, premiering November 17th. We highly encourage you to check those two out. Get caught up on For All Mankind if you have not. Stay tuned. We got some special stuff planned for the channel. And we hope you'll stay tuned. We got two strong shows to finish out the year. What do you say, Zach? I am excited. I'll tell you what. Like, watching the trailer makes me want to go watch some Godzilla movies. So, I might uh, I might catch up on some of that. But I, I'm very excited for those two shows. For All My Kind has been great. And who doesn't love a good Godzilla show? So, let's do it. I agree. I agree. All right, y'all. Uh, Zach, to your outro. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of Lupin by Story Archives. You can find this podcast wherever you find podcasts, Apple, Spotify Podcasts. You can visit us on YouTube at Soapbox Podcast Network. You can visit our website at soapbox.house. Email is at contact at soapbox.house. And we do have a link in the description below to sign up for our quarterly newsletter. We hope to see you there. Until next time, y'all, take care. Enjoy your weekend. We will see you on the Invasion Season 2 season finale on Wednesday. Peace.